Welcome to episode 290 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and I've got Mr. Mike Potter back on the show. How are you doing, Mike? Great to have you. I'm I'm doing great. Thanks, Dave. I'm always, always thrilled to be on In Touch with iOS. And I am as well to have you here. I'm always thrilled to have Ben Rathick here as well. How are you doing, Ben? I'm good. I'm always glad to be here. Yes. And we're glad to be here because there's an insane amount of news to talk about this week and a lot of stories. Jeff Gammon will probably be joining us a little bit later. Uh, he's a little running a little late, but uh, we'll definitely, hopefully he'll make it on. But you know what? Let's just uh, jump right in because there's just a multitude of things to talk about. I'm going to go jump right into our topics as we always do. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, beta. And I wasn't going to be talking about beta here, but but of course, Apple had to release beta the same day we are recording this. And 17.4 was released this morning. And I think the biggest thing that's standing out is the fact that it's going to have, there isn't really a lot of detail as of yet of what's there, but I think a lot of it's going to be the the compliance that the, the March 6th deadline to introduce apps that can sideload with the European Union in order to, to comply with their Digital Markets Act. It's going to be being enforced here very soon. And iOS 17.4 is going to support that in the EU. As far as I know, it's not going to be in the United States. So this is definitely interesting. Did you get to install it yet, Ben? I have. I haven't really noticed much of a difference yet. But then again, I haven't had much of a chance. Yeah, uh, we, just, we just just barely got it. Yeah, it, it just came out, and then there's just so much to unpack. Yep. One thing of notice was the fact that there's some new emojis. That's always exciting, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the shaking head, lime, phoenix, and brown mushroom. Those are some important ones that we need to have. And a mushroom, broken link. Mushroom. Yeah, and a broken link, huh? So we've got that as well as the, the, the big thing in the room here is the fact that Apple is now going to be allowing other things. Uh, one thing of note here in 17.4 is it's going to now going to allow non web kit engines in, in the EU offering more options for changing the default browser. Uh, with this update, Apple's going to make sweeping changes to iOS in order to comply with this digital markets act in the EU and opening up the browser engine and giving users more choice over what apps and services they can use and the, the default that's default on their devices. I find this to be extremely interesting because Apple has such a, has had such a stranglehold on which brought, I mean, you can get a browser, but you always had to use this, the, the WebKit engine from Safari. So, so that wasn't, that wasn't allowed, but now it seems like it's going to be. Ben, what do you think? Do you think this is something that would potentially get into the United States at some point? I mean, it, it, it's got to be inevitable. Uh, I mean, personally, I agree with what Jason Snell wrote on his on his Mastodon. Mm-hmm. By doing it the way that it's doing, Apple put pretty much a, a big target on its back for every government agency and antitrust agency on the planet. It's at this point, the, the DMA going worldwide is inevitable. And personally, I think the way kind of the, there's a little bit of chippiness in the way things were kind of written on this. I think that could come back to bite Apple. Yeah, that is a possibility for sure. Mike, any thoughts on this with the browser? I mean, I, I, you know, you, 
you being a big Mac guy, the browser has always been a very important on the Mac side of things, but you know, on the, on iOS side of things, it always was locked down to, you know, that specific WebKit and not have the browser exactly. of your choice. Right. But, uh, do you think, I, think I Apple's going to have to browser get browser by choice? I do. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to talk over you there. No, I fine. do use my browser of choice. I use Firefox on, on the yeah, iPhone. Me too. And I and I love it. And I was super excited about non-WebKit engines coming to iOS until I saw your headline here. I was not aware that it was limited to the yeah. EU. And that is incredibly, incredibly disappointing to me because the browsing experience mm -hmm. on iOS is subpar at best. I'm yeah, continually agree. experiencing crashes, websites bringing my device down to a crawl. I would so, so love to be able to use a non WebKit engine on my phone. So I, yeah, gosh, I sure hope it comes to the US. I sure hope it goes worldwide. You know, the, yeah. the third party app stores, great. I love that too. I, I would love to see that here in the US. In fact, I was wondering how I could fool Apple into thinking my phone was in the EU so I could get that update. But that said, I was much more interested in the non WebKit engines and, and very disappointed to see that it's not coming here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the one benefit there for consumers right now, if you hit a, some kind of website irregularity in Safari, well, that's going to be the case in every single browser. Exactly. Yep. And that exactly. not only applies to the iPhone, that also applies to the iPad. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So I, I just, I'm 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 gonna be curious to see how this goes because people in the US are gonna be wanted to be interesting interested in uh in doing this, you know, specifically that. But also side loading. I mean that's a huge thing right now. Mm -hmm. And and uh I'll I'll definitely say that uh, we uh, there was an article here today from Mac what was it, Mac Stories, as you shared, uh, Ben. Uh, why don't you kind of start off with that uh, what the, what what they said on that uh, site as far as uh, What's Apple's intentions are? Well, Apple's intentions right now are to put so many disclaimers and rules out there that you yeah. don't use side-loaded apps. But things kind of get complicated here. And there's going to be new usage fees for side-loaded apps. Uh, there aren't going to be side-loaded... There, there's also going to be alternative app stores. Epic has already announced that the Epic Game Store is coming to iOS in right. uh, the EU. Those don't have fees. It looks like, to absolutely nobody's surprise, they're going to end up using the same notarization process that's on the Mac. They Pretty much everything will have to be completely... There's going to be new sandboxing requests for there. It's there's also going to be a requirement of like 100 a million euro line of credit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, and if that seems like a lot, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it's. I mean, this has been a this has been a big topic for a number for the last year or two of of having side loading and and we 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 all thought at first this is unheard of how how could how could Apple be wanting to allowing this and but but their their hand is forced here you know with mm -hmm. the, with this Digital Markets Act that 
it it had to be done. I mean, it's it's yeah. just something that uh, that they they had to do because if yeah. they want to stay, you know, doing business in the EU, I mean, it's, it's something that they have to they have to do. Yeah, they're also making it very clear why doing it. It's not by their choice, right? Apple is being sold, on? kicking and screaming into complying with this. They're mm-hmm. doing the absolute least they can do to make sure that they adhere to the bare minimum rule of the law while at the same time iterating reiterating and re-reiterating over and over and over again that our poor little iphones here in the u.s are going to melt into a pile of aluminum goo if we (laughs) should ever dare think that we should have side loading on our iphones heaven forbid we should be able to load somebody else's app on our phone on Mm -hmm. our phone Sorry, I, I've said time and time again, look, allow side loading and put every warning in the world up in front of me saying, look, if you do this, I'll even go so far as to say, if you do this, we'll void your warranty. Cool. Give cool. me that yeah. option, though. Give me the option as the consumer. Give me the choice to decide if I want to allow side loading or not and throw every warning in the world up. But let me do it without having to jailbreak it. Yeah. So I just got updated article, not, not even 20 minutes ago here, just to kind of give uh, some of the little more details of what's going to be included in iOS 17.4 beta, all the changes. Again, we talked about the EU changes, the alternate app store, and there's going to be a new app store terms. App developers are going to have to use the new system. They'll need to pay a standard fee of 50 cent, 50, 0.50 euros per user per year with the first million installs offered for free. Apple distributing through alternate app stores will have no commission. That's interesting. And Apple distributed through the app store will pay at a reduced 17% commission or 10% for those in the small business program or the user subscriptions older than a year. So they're, they're reducing the numbers here. I mean, what was that? That was 30% before. And now the number, the, the, if the developer chooses to, to be as part of the Apple app store, not outside of the side loading, they'll, they'll pay a reduced fee. So why would they want to do this if they can sideload? It's going to be my question. It, that's, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, there are, there are certain things that Apple offers within their own app store. Like they check for the quality of the app, that type of thing. Right. Well, yeah. So it, that, that's... It also but, makes it easier for people to find right off the bat. But I mean, if it basically comes down to the same thing you see on the Mac, there are certain apps where they're very specialized. People who use them are going to n- know how to look for them. So it does not make any economic sense for them to be in the, the Apple App Store. Yep. The other thing is alternate payment options. Apple's going to also allow is going to be allowing apps to use alternate payment options in their apps. And there is no longer a requirement to use an in-app purchase. Developers who distribute apps through the app store and use an alternate payment option will see a 3% discount in their app store fees. And the developers who distribute through alternate apps and also use an alternate payment option will pay Apple no fees beyond the set 0.50 euro fees per user. With the alternate payment options, payments for digital goods and services can be made directly in an app or a developer can choose to link their website to have the payment, make the payment. So 
And there's right there, you just talked about Fortnite's going to be coming back in the EU. They're, 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 they're happy and thrilled to death that be able to be, be able to do this now. Yep. Also with the EU apps, payment apps will have direct access to the NFC chip. Right. That's what I was going to say too. NFC access, third, third party payment apps and banks will now have access to the NFC chip on the, in the iPhone on 17.4 and can offer contactless payments directly on the iPhone without using Apple pay or the wallet app. So there's a big, big, another big game changer for payments. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just more and more stuff here. So What's going to say that the, the, the U.S. is going to start looking at this? What I worry about is our, our government's going to get involved with this and start thinking, hmm, you're doing this in the EU. Why can't we do this here, right? Oh, I can guarantee that will happen. Yeah. So I, Apple has to anticipate that this is going to be something that's going to happen at some point. Um, yeah. The uh, other thing that they, they're mentioning here is messaging with Siri. The automatic send messages setting under Siri and search has been renamed messages with Siri. Oh, that's exciting. And there is an option to, to set Siri to read incoming messages in a specific language like Spanish, French, German, Chinese, and many more. Uh, the, the change does not update the primary language uh, that Siri listens in and responds to, but is now limited to the message payback, uh, playback, excuse me. The podcast and music made some changes. You got the listen now tabs in Apple music and Apple and podcasts have been renamed to home. And then uh, we did talk about this and we'll actually talk about this now. Uh, uh, Ben is podcast transcripts. The podcast app is now going to offer transcripts similar to how lyrics work in the Apple music app. This is going to be interesting to see where that goes. That was uh, something you had brought up on it. That you just found uh, recently here. And uh, what did you see in here? So that means in touch with iOS is going to have this and this is going to automatically do a transcript. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw it work on the, uh, uh, a podcast. Uh, it just, he opened up a, a, you know, a podcast played it and it just had all the, all the transcript right there. And transcript was already there before it even started yeah. playing. Yeah. Interesting. So it's scanning all the RSS feeds that, that in, in, in Apple podcasts. Yeah, none of that, but I think it's scanning the lyric, scanning the actual audio. Oh, the audio itself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is huge. Oh, I, as a, a podcaster, I got, I got my email about that at 4.17 PM tonight to let me know that this it. is, that this is coming to my podcast. So yeah, that's, it's interesting. I didn't get that email yet. Hmm. Unless I didn't check my email here. I would think I got it. I've been doing this long enough. <laughs> updated terms and conditions for Apple Podcasts Connect. That was the email subject line. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to go look for that because it's, it would only make sense, but yeah, we'll listeners we'll will be able to read along while your podcast plays or access a transcript from your episode page. Apple Podcasts will start to automatically create and display transcripts for your shows, or you can provide your own. Learn more about our newest feature. There you go. This, this is a cool thing. That's yeah, this all is they told that, me about it. That's all yeah. they told us. Yes. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? Well, welcome to the show, Jeff Gamut. Uh, appreciate you making it to the show. You just got to get your camera working there, but uh, that's working on it. There you go. And good to have uh, you, Jeff. How are you doing? Uh, it's great to be here. I'm sorry I'm running so late. And let's see that's if I can great. improve my audio a little. Okay. Do I sound better now? Oh my God. Much better. <laughs> Considerably. Yeah. Yes. 
we were just talking about all the EU stuff and the, the, the that's happening with uh, well with the side loading. I don't know if you've had any chance to take a look at that. I don't want to rehash what we just talked about, but uh, well, did you have any you. any any views? Have you talked about how Apple came out with a with their very strong opinion about about the whole thing? Oh yeah, we definitely talked about the snark. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> okay, good. Wanted to make sure that 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 got covered. What was your What was your opinion on that? My opinion was uh, Apple was making it very clear that they are unhappy with the whole situation, and they want to make it very clear that that when stuff goes wrong for for their customers, this isn't their fault. That it, it's it's all on the the EU for for intentionally making our iPhones less safe and and not protecting consumers. Yep. So so yeah, it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see a lot. And I mean, I mean, I mean um, most of us listening here are in the U.S., so this really isn't affecting us. We're we're, we're business as usual here. Seventeen point four with it being out here as we've been reviewing. Is just another update that they're that they had to put through as as a, as a compliance. A couple other things that we're going to add here is uh, Safari now has a URL slash search bar in Safari. It's now wider than it was before, which I like. Uh, that is kind of cool because that, that it was that is kind of a narrow bar in seventeen point four. And then we're going to talk about in seventeen point three, which which we've been talking a lot about, is the stolen device protection. The the section of the settings app. There's now is an option to require security delay always on, always delay always or only when away from familiar locations. So that's interesting. That's a new thing. We'll talk about that just a bit here. So there's probably going to be some more things that, 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 that we haven't found just yet. And uh, we'll definitely talk about them in the future here because, yeah, it's been, it just, like I said, literally was released today <laughs> as we record this. Mm-hmm. So. So let's talk about move on and we'll uh, and we'll talk about iOS 17.3. We've been talking so much about it here. It is finally here. The public has it. It's in your hands and we're going to be reviewing a lot of the, some of these key features. Um I have to say this is probably one of the more more important upgrades you really need to to run honestly because the big thing is the, is the is the, the the secure protection. I mean, it's just so important that that you uh, that you take a look at that the stolen the stolen device protection. But uh, let's just kind of talk a little bit about the uh, the patch itself. There is an actual big security patch that's involved here with 17.3, and it's covering all all OSs, iOS, iPad OS, uh, TV OS, and Mac OS. Some, some wine country, as you call it, Jeff. Uh, yes. 14.3, and it is a good uh, idea to update this as soon as possible because it's it's got many software patches. The biggest thing is a bug fix in WebKit that could allow malicious crafted content to lead to arbitrary code execution it's on the Apple security page. So not only is this a big update in itself, cause it's a dot, a, a dot three update. People just, just go out, update this because it's, a, it's so important because of just the security vulnerabilities alone when it comes to that. So definitely take a look at that and get it done. So really what's we've, we've been talking about what's new in here but let's let's just talk about the big thing that's going on here is the stolen device protection earlier early, early in the last month you know there have been a lot of news stories we've talked about i don't have to rehash them 
is the saying that social engineering was going on by people over uh, uh, looking over someone's shoulder, watching as they put their passcode in and, uh, you know, social engineering as it works, you know, they, 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 they get creative and steal the phone. And within a matter of minutes, they have their Apple ID reset and they have their bank accounts cleared out. That darn wife of mine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm always I, I looking over my shoulder, reading my pin <laughs> codes as I'm putting them in. Oh, and, I really and, miss and, you. <laughs> it's and it's and it's obvious that this is happening in public places like bars and then and, and you know people that are malicious and you know, we've we've seen the news stories. I don't have to repeat what we talked about in the past here. So that this is so important that we have this. And what's unfortunate is that Apple is when when you install seventeen out three, it's off by default. You have to go and turn it back on, turn it on. So so. Really, what you have to do is go in there and enable it. The simple play to do it is you go into the settings app, tap face ID and passcode, bury it in there. Okay. And then toggle on the stolen device protection. It's about midway down the page. And then it'll, it'll read, it'll read the prompts and then tell you what the, what, what there's there and what it's going to do is going to not allow things to be changed. And this is what happens. So you have to have biometric authentication, whether it be face ID or touch ID. Using the passwords or pass keys won't be able to be used and are changed. You won't be able to apply for a new Apple card or get a, a, access to the virtual card and many other things that, of security. You can't reset your pass. You can't set your Apple ID's password. And it's going to put a, a prompt on the screen saying security delay in progress or security delay required to change password. Uh, so they really, really locked this down. And I think this is probably one of the more important things they did. Jeff, what do you think? I, 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 I'm assuming you've, you've already installed 17.3 and oh, turned yes. it on. And uh, it's an awesome feature. I wish we would have had it earlier, but I'm glad we have it now. My complaint is that even though it's incredibly easy to turn on and it and works just transparently, yep. why did they bury this under yeah. the face ID and passcode? Like I, I didn't know where to look at first because I hadn't been reading. Either I had to look it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to to privacy and security because that made sense, and it wasn't there. So then I thought, okay, well, let me go into my iCloud settings. Nope, it's not there. And then I finally succumbed and did a Google search and and figured it out. But right, yeah. But I'm glad that it's there. I'm glad that now I know how to do it. So. I can tell all my my family and friends, just go here and and tap this thing, and you're just safer. Yep. Mike, did you update yet, or are you still waiting? Oh, I updated. No, no, I updated pretty much right away. I, you know, I I always, if it's not beta, I always right, or beta, you know, for our UK beta. listeners, beta or beta. <laughs> yeah, I I will update so that I can kind of run through it and make sure everything's running okay and all that before I tell my wife and daughter to update. But yeah, I did it. I I did not turn that on. It's it's a great feature and I think it's uh, fantastic for a good majority of the users to turn on. I just am not sure that I'm ready to turn that on myself after reading stories that it it does not necessarily recognize that you're home or that you're at work or that you're in a place where you won't have to go through the extra hoops and and steps to get to the features that you might want to get to. To Jeff's point, yeah, you know, Apple's mission, Jeff, if you haven't noticed with the latest updates to macOS and iOS, 
is to make sure that settings is as confusing as possible. Oh, I think they, I think there's right. Yeah. They're they're What they're ultimately doing here is steering us towards the future, which is a completely Siri driven version of settings so that we have to search to find how to set up a printer on our Macs. That's, that's really the ultimate goal. You for, you forgot to mention oh. that. Yeah. And okay, Mike, here's the scenario that I'm picturing now. Hey, S lady, help me set up my new printer. Okay. <laughs> Playing ambient outdoor sounds for you. Yes. Yeah. Also, we don't think you should do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. it'll just turn into hail. I can't do that. Dave. I have to search for stuff in settings on my Mac more than I should. How long have I been a Mac user? How long have I known exactly where stuff is in system preferences? And now every time I want to find something, I find myself needing to search. And and they're, you know, it they're mimicking what was already out there on iOS and and it is just as as confusing in in iOS. It's system settings and go to view. That's where I go. As it should be. Yes. It should be in privacy and security. Absolutely. I agree with you hundred percent there. Yeah. No, I've not Thanks. turned it on. I'm sorry, Dave. That's the short answer to your no, question. That's okay. That, that, that's, it's open to anybody. That's uh, you get a choice. <laughs> I want to shout out to some folks that are in the chat uh, tonight to, while we're recording this live at youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. We have Webb and, and Cletus in the chat as well as Brett. Uh, Brett had a, a good uh, chat here. He said, uh, any idea why the stolen device protection feature wasn't rolled out to the iPads? Excellent question. question. That's that's a no totally idea. legit question. I mean, the, the iPad gets be stolen just as easily. It's not going to be as easy as just <laughs> just grabbing it and and you know, without people seeing it. I mean, it's a little bigger device than an iPhone is. It it's in the same future feature set as calculator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Oh, Stolen the calculator on the iPad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So that that's a good question, yes. Brett. I, I don't think we have the answer though, because I'm not sure what Apple's. I'm pretty sure answer. the answer is because. So there. Yeah. Then <laughs> it. <laughs> so, this is uh, definitely a definitely an important thing, and uh, folks, go ahead do it if you can, and uh, and protect yourself. I mean, it's just so important. So a couple other things that were added in, in 17.3: the collaborative Apple Music playlists have now been added. That's now with that feature, you can take advantage of any of your existing playlists to create a new one and invite others others to join and add songs and then listen to your playlist. You can invite friends, family members, and others and share your musical preferences. And there doesn't appear to be a limit of how many people can contribute too. So that's kind of cool. I'm looking forward to playing with that. They have collaborative playlist emoji reactions. (laughs) They added emojis now to playlists. Oh boy. Because we need to see more, more emojis in another place besides messages, right? And AirPlay 2 in hotels, we've been talking about this. It's going to be supported. It's going to be a long time before I think any of these hotels are going to be anywhere near ready to to use this feature. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be kind of like car, ca- car, uh, car, car key cake? and wireless car play. Yeah. It, it might be an OS cycle or two before anybody's actually using it. Great feature, though. Oh, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talked about last week with Chuck Joyner about well, he was in his hotel room and there is a dangling HDMI cable from the back of his TV in his hotel room and he goes to plug in and it doesn't work. 
<laughs> oh yeah yeah no i've taken to traveling with a spare hdmi cable and all the adapters i might need and i'm not shy about unplugging their ca- their little cable boxes and all that stuff i'll if i know it's wor- a working hdmi port i'll unplug their stuff and plug my stuff into it yeah uh, Same. so yeah. i think most of us have done that crash detection did they further optimize the crash detection feature uh, it's available in the iphone 14 and 15 models They've been continually tweaking the crash detection to prevent it from activating during activities that cause uh, movement, such as a car, uh, similar to a car crash. But plenty of times I've, even on my Apple watch, I've, I've just got mad about something. I went and pounded on my hand and then there it is. Uh, are you okay? Did you fall? <laughs> so that they, um, that's good to see that they're improving upon, you know, it's accuracy. How tempted were um, you to tap? Yes, Dave. Not at all. <laughs> The Not big takeaway I'm getting from this is don't piss off Dave. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, right. <laughs> TV show and, and movie wish lists with uh, 17.2 and iPad OS 17.2. Apple stopped allowing TV shows and movies to be purchased with the iTunes Store app. Uh, and the iTunes Store's wish lists were unfortunately casualty of this transition. Users were even more upset about how they carefully curated w- w- uh, wish lists that they had put together to access the information again in iOS 17.3 and iPad 17.3. Apple has added, a, added now a new go-to wish list option, so you now can copy down the, the movie and TV shows and watch lists. How nice of you, Apple. So we've we've got some uh, pretty good stuff that's been added, and I think that's with a lot of good things. We'll talk about app, Jeff's favorite thing, HomePod. I don't think anything really happened. It's still it's still buggy. It's still not working right. It is, um, however. I, I, I like your report on this. <laughs> it, it it is executing shortcut commands more reliably than prior to seventeen point three. That's good. Um, For now. They, they don't really specify what's included. So it's just basically an update as we all know. And it's pretty, pretty uh, general with, uh, with, uh, HomePod OS TV OS with the uh, Apple, uh, Apple TV. Again, there's really never anything too ex- overly exciting in TV OS. They don't really do much as far as the mostly as bug fixes. And then there really isn't much else that they do on uh, TV OS and then watch OS, uh, watch OS seven, 10.3. Oh, you can get excited. There's a new watch face. Yay. And it's, it's a unity bloom watch face that celebrates uh, black history, Month. but that's okay. That's, that's nice that they're, that they're supporting that, but just as it always is unspecified improvements and bug fixes. So, so we got all the updates across all of the Apple devices that, that also includes a uh, Mac OS Sonoma 14.3 that was released as well. That has the collaborative music playlist that they put into to Mac and a number of other things that was in here as well. Uh, did you, are you running uh, Sonoma now, Mike? I think you're muted, uh, Mike. Yep, he's muted. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm unmuted. I don't even know what I was saying. Yes, all, all the so, Macs I, I have are on 14.3 now. Yeah, I just did the last one this afternoon. Yeah, there was a pretty pretty critical vulnerability. Most most companies running Macs are, are, are pushing to get that installed right away because it is there is yeah. a vulnerability in anything below 14.3. So go out and take care of your Macs as well as 
always are exciting times, Jeff. You and I, and I think all of us here like to do our our, our OS updates uh, and have them all at once and just have fun <laughs> installing them. I know we're all geeks and like to do that, but that's us. But that's the why we do these things here. Uh, as so you don't have to. As you don't have to. That is correct. So it 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 uh, looks like uh, yeah we're going to continue on with uh, with beta and we're going to see uh, where things go here and how things go. So let's uh, jump into some of the news stories that I that I found here. Jeff, you're going to really like this one. <laughs> Apple Music Classic. It's now available on the CarPlay. Oh wait, they removed oh, wait. it. Mm-hmm. And it never actually Apple, worked. It, it never actually worked, but it did show up for a brief moment. Apple Music Classical was updated today with what appears to be a CarPlay support, but then it was quickly reversed in a follow-up update. So you went to 1.2 right over right off the bat. You got overwritten to 1.2.1. Still haven't rec- released anything on the Mac yet on the Classical, nor is it on CarPlay, which makes absolutely no sense. For those of you who like classical music, why the heck is Apple not letting this be on your CarPlay? Or on your well, it does seem to indicate it's coming iPad. soon, though. Yeah. Oh, Mike, bless your heart. I think someone just screwed up. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> they shouldn't release this. That's what happened. Uh, so they teased us. They teased us. So, so we talked about uh, the wish lists and everything on there. And uh, this was an interesting rumor. I generally don't cover too many rumors, but I thought that this was a fun thing to talk about since we're way overdue for a new iPad. Apple does plan to... To, to release a new iPod, iPad Air, iPad Pro, and a MacBook Air models in the spring of this year. This was according to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, which is a very good source. Based on this time frame, the devices could be released as early as this March or April coming up as we record. And after the devices are released, uh, he said an intentional shift to Apple's annual developers conference at WWDC, like we always know. So they talked about some of the sizing here. The, Air, the, the iPad Air is expected to be at a 10.9 inch and a 12.9 inch screen size. That's new. Mm-hmm. That happens. Uh, th- that would be pretty pretty awesome. Uh, then the iPad Pro is going to go from an 11 inch, but all expand it to 1.1 inch to 13 inch. And uh, they're going to do OLED technology, they say. LCD panels, much much higher contrast ratio, lower power consumption. So we're, we're way overdue on this stuff. Now, the MacBook Air, on the other hand, it says they plan to release multiple MacBook Airs, which will be the M3 chip in the spring. So sounds like the next 13 and 15-inch models will probably be released simultaneously this year as, as they were separately last year. So, so that's like kind of exciting if that is to be true. And I would kind of trust uh, Mark Gurman and what he says. But what do you think, Jeff? Well, when Mark says it, then that's as close to an Apple hmm. official announcement as you can get without having the, the official announcement. Yeah. So yeah, looks like like new iPads this spring and and M3 I MacBook like. Airs shortly after. And I am looking forward to seeing a new iPad Pro because it it, it feels like it's been way too long. Yeah, I agree. Mike, have you, you, you use iPad? You, you, do you have a newer iPad or you haven't bought one in a while? Oh, no, I haven't bought one in quite some time, Dave. It's been a long time since I've purchased an iPad. Mine is actually an iPad Pro 10.5 inch. 
So that gives you a little clue how long it's been. I think it was, what, 2017, 2018, something like that, when I bought that one. Yeah, you know, new MacBook Air models, I mean, what would be the most exciting thing they can do there other than the M3? Maybe a 14-inch, something like that. That that might be okay, but then they have the 15-inch, and the 15-inch is a pretty darn cool machine. I helped a client set one up this week. Amazingly beautiful. They migrated from a 15-inch MacBook Pro to a 15-inch MacBook Air. And uh, beautiful, beautiful machine. The biggest downfall to it, and maybe this would be the most exciting thing, would be to add another USB-C port on it. That would be that would be wonderful. Two is not quite enough. Two is not quite enough. But yeah, it's an amazingly gorgeous machine. And I, I, I don't, you know, look. So they're going to an M3. Cool. Faster. Otherwise, it's it's the same gorgeous machine it was. And if you have an M1 or you have an M2, I don't think you need to upgrade when they do come out. Yeah, yeah I'd be... It'd be uh, yeah. If Watch you're still bed, rocking an Intel MacBook Pro, though, like, oh, yeah. like my client was, mm-hmm. yeah, this was a fantastic upgrade for her. Got Absolutely it. fantastic. Oh, yeah. You got to do it. How yeah. would you, Ben? What do you think? Well, first, they did find some code in the uh, the 17.4 beta that points to a new Apple Pencil with Find My. and Hallelujah. Yeah, and to nobody's surprise, after the 10 it, or the Generation 10 standard iPad, the new iPads will have portrait mode, face ID. Will Ooh. I be getting one? Yeah, I will be getting one of the new 12.9-inch ones. Face ID. Please. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I might be getting an Air, but I I think that 12.9-inch Air is going to be a huge seller. Yep. Next story, Apple received 13 Academy Award nominations for Killers of the Flower Moon and Napoleon. Apple scored 13 nominations and for both those movies and uh, doubling the record of the Academy Award nominations in a single year. Martin Scorsese directed uh, The Killers of the Flower Moon. I have not seen that. I don't know if any of you have. I have not. And uh, it's nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress in a Leading Role, and Best Supporting Actor, Robert De Niro. So there's a number of that as well. Napoleon on his hand, that was that, about a three and a half hour movie? <laughs> it's a long mm-hmm. movie. It's a, directed by Ridley Scott. It had Joaquin Fingness in, the, in there. Is, uh, they got a number of other awards as well. So it's kind of cool to see uh, Apple's winning some more awards uh, for their tv plus uh products so what do you think jeff this totally validates what i was saying when apple first started like really getting into creating content so post carpool karaoke um (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so what uh, what apple did was they started hiring the the people to to run the whole thing like the best people to possibly do this. And while while other people were saying, yeah, but look what they've already done. Apple can't do this. And I'm like, no, just watch. They're bringing in the big guns for this and it's going to pay off. And here we are seeing Apple series and movies getting award nominations and winning major awards on a regular basis now. Yep. How about you, Ben? Yeah, I mean, Apple is absolutely killing it when it comes to the content. 
they're basically who Netflix, now who Netflix was like 10 years ago. Yeah. But with even no, better yeah. content. Much better content. Yeah. Monarch. Yep. <clears throat> hey, oh, hey, that was actually, Monarch yeah, you actually was saw amazing. Yeah. You actually saw more Godzilla in that show than you did the, for, the 2016 Godzilla movie. Yeah. Or no, 2014. Apple is yep. putting out some of the most consistently high quality content of any streaming service out there. I don't, I don't think twice about trying a new show on Apple TV plus because I know it's going to be good. Yeah. Lessons I, I in can't chemistry wait. was amazing. Yeah. I can't wait for masters of, of the air tomorrow. Which is why it absolutely crushes me that Schmigadoon was canceled. Schmigadoon was a, an, a fantastic, a wonderful, comedy absolutely wonderful comedy and i was so looking forward to where they were going to take it in season three and episodes have been written songs had been penned and they canceled it not because it wasn't critically acclaimed but because they didn't get the viewership so yes as wonderful it is as it is that apple is putting out this great content they're starting to behave more and more like an actual tv network and if they don't see those numbers you're gone, which is a shame because, it, yeah. you know, there's a lot of a lot of great shows on there that are just not seeing new seasons mm-hmm. simply because they're not hitting those numbers as good as those shows might be. Yeah, hopefully Apple doesn't follow Netflix's lead because <laughs> because Netflix's MO is you run two seasons, but then viewership starts to drop off in the third season. So just cancel everything after the second season. And yeah. uh, and just do stuff where you have the first two seasons where you have lots of viewers, and then dump it and move on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Speaking of speaking of Netflix, they have decided to drop that basic ads free tier, forcing users to now cho- choose a more profitable tier. The endless pursuit of satisfaction of shareholders have led Netflix to delete its cheapest ad free tier, uh, leaving users to choose between spending more money or more time with ads. That Netflix stopped letting new users sign up for the basic ads, to ad, ads, ads free tier in summer 2023. And just before the ad tier launched, they now left existing customers alone at the time, but that will change in 2024. They uh, made this announcement during their earnings call. So yeah, looks like Netflix continues to make changes. And meanwhile, they had over 12 million subscribers that were added just because of all the, uh, the password uh, sharing, canceling debacle. Right, Jeff? Yeah. It's it's like Netflix is begging us to to not use their service. Yeah. 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 I mean, if I didn't have T Mobile, I would not have Netflix. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I'm waiting for Netflix to do something that that screws with my plan. Actually, I should double check that my my level plan doesn't get screwed with. Because if it does, then maybe I'm done with Netflix. You're a subscriber to Netflix, like me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when when I saw the story in your news listing, I tried pulling up the app to see what level service I have. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's just the the it is ad free, but it's the standard HD service. We don't subscribe to the 4K service, so I don't I don't know if that's going to be affected or not. That that'll be interesting to see. But I think. You know, to Jeff's point, what's interesting is that the shows we are watching on Netflix 
he mentioned this a moment ago, are the shows that were current and hot 10 years ago. I mean, we just started and are in the second, or I think we might have started the third season of Orange is the New Black. We hadn't watched it before. Fantastic mm. show. Absolutely fantastic show. And the other shows that we're watching are equally as old. You know, we're watch I guess we're watching Netflix classic when it comes right down to it. So we're yeah. catching up on that. But all of the streaming services, I don't think it's just Netflix, Jeff. I think all of the streaming services are just daring us to cancel. Yeah, I they're dare, you know, Dis Disney. Uh, look, I'm I'm one of the biggest Disney fans I know around here, but I canceled Disney Plus. They just they raised the price too much. And I said, eh, I don't watch enough. It's not worth it. So I canceled it. And I think more and more users are starting to do that service hopping. Yeah. Hop to a new service, binge watch everything you can, cancel, hop to the next service, binge watch everything you can, rinse and mm -hmm. repeat. And I think that's that's part of the reason for the price hikes. You know, they don't have that consistent viewership that they used to have. You know, certainly costs of production are going up. I mean, there's all kinds of things contributing to the cost, but it's hitting us in the wallet. And I and I think consumers are finally starting to realize that, hey, maybe I'm actually paying more for this than I was for cable and satellite. For some people, the answer is yes, they actually are paying more. It absolutely is. Yes. Yeah. So I think the one that yeah. I'm going to consistently keep is Hulu. But, yeah. you know, these days, uh, look, Amazon just added ads to their service. Right. To Prime. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness we didn't watch that much on Amazon Prime. I mean, I get it for the shipping. <laughs> That's why I get yeah. Amazon Prime. But, you know, there's there's still Good Omens is a, a great show. And mm -hmm. we binged watched Good Omens just so we could we could watch that second season before the commercials kicked in. So now we're done. Now we're we're caught up on Amazon Prime. We don't we don't have to watch it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, but I, I think I think that's that's where they're that's what we're going to see happening is just more and more people service hopping. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if that means services are going to start disappearing, if more and more services are going to merge. Who knows what's going to happen? Eventually, they'll become a, a new cable company with all the services merged together into mm -hmm. one. I don't know. Oh, it's like you're know. reading my mind, Mike. Yeah, I think we're going to eventually see something like an Apple bundle. Yeah, sounds like I could think I saw Disney Plus added being added to it to another bundle. Yeah. Got more people in the chat here. Way guy Cyril's in the chat. How you doing, guy? He talked. They're talking a little bit about the the, the movies that are on Apple TV Plus, and yes, he liked Reacher. Reacher is great. And uh, Brett said that Disney Plus has is a required service to keep peace in in the house when my niece visits <laughs> that's fair that, that fair is enough. fair that is fair so yeah it's it's definitely uh it's definitely i'm telling you court cutting and streaming services is just such a it's just a interesting thing to follow it really is it's just fascinating it really is to see what the changes daily i'm, I'm following cord cutters news so i know ben is follows it closely like i do and and i think probably you too jeff but it's it's just fascinating. Every day, something's changing. And something's getting cut. Something's being removed. Yeah. You know what was the final straw in Disney Plus for us? Was that I was signed up for Disney Plus and for Hulu with two different email accounts. And if I were a Disney Plus subscriber, I can add Hulu under their Duo plan. 
Bundle. And, it, and it was like two bucks extra per month. Yeah. That was it to go with their dual plan. But as a Hulu subscriber, which is the service where I don't want to lose my watch history and I don't want to lose the shows I've saved, I can't sign up for the dual plan. I can't, you can't go from Hulu to the dual plan. You can only go from Disney Plus to the dual plan. And I said, you know what? It's too much work. It's too, too much work. We watched Mandalorian. We watched, you know, all the shows we wanted to see. Andor was great, but we're caught up. So I just let it go. And then at some point during 2024, Hulu and Disney Plus are going to be one service. Now that they bought out Comcast, they're going to be one service and they're going to make it a lot easier to sign up for all in one. So I'll just wait for that. You think. Yeah. No, well, it, it, the way it's, it's surprising how difficult it's... Disney makes it to do stuff with with their subscriptions. The, those who are on the bundle plans are already getting offered the merged app. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I have it. Oh, you do have it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm, so Ben knows. Yeah, yeah, it, it's going to work pretty much how like Showtime works within Paramount Plus. Right, where so it's an it's additional premium service, or mm-hmm. you know, or MGM Plus within Amazon. Yeah, I would be. I would. I would keep Disney Plus if I could sign up for the Duo plan through Hulu. Mm-hmm. Yep. But as of, of well, last time I checked, a week ago or so, I can't. I can't do it yet. So yeah, yeah. I had to when I merged my accounts. I had to create like a new Hulu. You're right. Exactly. Which exactly. what he doesn't want to do because of his and, and I, I don't want to lose my shows. <laughs> I don't want to lose my programs. That's so. fair. Very fair. Oh, Mike, your mug is completely appropriate for you tonight. Your, your, your mute is on because you were mm-hmm. earlier. A couple more stories before we wrap up. X, formerly known as Twitter, our favorite platform, not, has uh, now is now supporting pass keys as a login option for iOS users in the United States. They announced, they, they confirmed of course, pass keys are much are both easier to use and more secure than passwords because they let the user sign in uh, with apps and sites the same way that they unlock their devices with Face ID or Touch ID or device passcode. Pass keys are also resistant to online attacks like phishing and making them uh, more secure. I'd like to see uh, more services like this that uh, to start implementing pass keys and um, offering it as an option, right? Don't you think, Jeff? Yes, it's a slow process. And, and some of the services that should offer it today will be the, the slowest to implement passkey support like our banks. But right. at every time a new service says, hey, we've added passkey support, instead of bagging on the whole thing and saying, well, that took long enough. <laughs> Good for them. Now let's get more people, more companies on board. Absolutely. What do you think, Ben? I, it hasn't rolled out to me yet, but the more sites with passkey support, the better. Have you used any passkeys on, on any of your accounts, Mike? No, no, I haven't actually. And I, I there's a couple I sh- I really should, but you know, Jeff's right. It's it's some of the the accounts that are the most important that are going to be the slowest to roll it out. So, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I was thinking, you know, okay, so X had support for pass keys. I don't really care about X all that much. And then my mind went to, you know, f- for goodness sakes, 
all you journalists, all your podcasters, everyone out there who refers to X as a service, please, 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 please stop saying formerly known as Twitter. They, <laughs> they're the ones who changed their name. It's not our yeah. responsibility to tell people that X used to be Twitter. Yeah. Stop telling people. If people don't know what it is, maybe they'll stop using it mm -hmm. and it'll go away. Yeah. Well, how nice would thinking. that be? Sorry. So wishful thinking. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. You are right. Stop saying formal. Yeah. <laughs> A couple more stories here. They did uh, release another firmware upgrade to uh, AirPods Pro. The first generation brings it up to 6.0. Again, you never know what the heck they did. Well, uh, they, they made it, they made an update to the AirPods Pro 2 uh, in December and then not sure what it is. And you'll just have to find out when it updates. So uh, it's going to make sure that it has the most uh, up-to-date firmware. It'll automatically do it for you. So you don't think about it. So the more of a PSA. And then finally, I want to talk a little bit about this here. This is uh, Apple's now going to be allowing game streaming apps on the app store worldwide. And this was announced today as we re record this. Apple has announced today that they now allow streaming game apps on the App Store worldwide in response to feedback from developers. They, this paves the way for services like Xbox, Xbox Cloud Gaming, NVIDIA GeForce Now uh, to be available as standalone iPhone and iPad apps, whereas they were previously only accessible via the web. These cloud gaming apps will now allow iPhone and iPad users to stream games from their servers and their entire selection of games available right from within a single app. This is this is great news. I think this is a great news. Meanwhile, Microsoft laid off 1900 employees in the Xbox uh, division. <laughs> so, what do you what do you think, Jeff? I'm sure developer feedback played a role in this. However, Apple didn't do this for developers. They did this so that they can control how this was going to happen. And uh, and having a government entity impose this on them under whatever structure that entity feels is appropriate, like what the EU is doing with the App Store, Apple gets to control the process here. So this is a preemptive strike, and and Apple is once again controlling the narrative. What do you think, Mike? Well, I don't. I, I don't disagree. I think that's a good point. I, it's not something that occurred to me. I'm actually kind of surprised that it it didn't already exist. But yeah, Apple I guess it didn't. Now that I think it. about it, yeah, yeah, it's just like game, you know, emulation apps. Right. One of my listeners sent me an email today and said, "You know, gosh darn it, wouldn't wouldn't it be great if Apple finally allowed these emulation apps to to." you know, let you load programs, let you load code. And that's the big problem behind it. You're loading unknown code into it. Let right. you load code, even if it's sandboxed. You know, let you load it in so that we could run some great classic computer emulators on our yeah. iPads and on our iPhones. Instead, you know, we're stuck with what the developer feels we may want to run, but we don't have the choice to load in stuff that we may have and and want to run separately because it's code. So yeah, you know, I I don't know, kind of surprised. So so this would, yeah, absolutely open things up to like Amazon, Amazon, what do they call it? Prime gaming, where they have the streaming service. Steam could be a potential 
streamer in there. You mentioned the Microsoft Xbox. That would be great to see in there. Yeah. This could yeah, be NVIDIA service. Hmm. You know, the whole political part of it aside, this could be huge for the platform as the yeah. mm-hmm. one place to turn to to get all these different streaming services. Oh, and all these other great games that are native to iOS and iPadOS all in one place. That could be fantastic for them. Sure. And you have the, you have the final word. I mean, right now, the stream, as far as games go, the streaming war or the platform wars are, <clears throat> are winding down. So these streaming, these games, streaming services are going to become more and more important. What does this do? Well, not only can you play the latest games on your Mac, iPhone, or iPad, you could potentially get those on your Apple TV. Hmm. Yeah. The only thing I could say, Apple, why didn't you do this sooner? Absolutely. With that, let's uh, bring this show to a close. We had a a lot of great content, a lot of great conversations. There was a, uh, I'm so glad Jeff was able to make it tonight. And, uh, Let's go ahead and uh, wrap up for this week. And that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Mastodon at intouchwithios at techhangout.social. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We'd really appreciate it. You can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash intouchwithios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe like many others in the chat this week. Uh, thank you, Guy and Webb and Brett and Cletus. So I appreciate you all being in the chat uh, this week. That's our live stream, which is on usually on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash iOS, where you can watch the current and past live streams as well as listen to past shows. Visit In Touch with iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into that magazine. Link is in our show notes. You can subscribe to our show in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Casts, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, go to our website, InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are on our website. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Mastodon at DaveG65 at Mastodon.cloud. And Mike Potter, thank you so much for being here this week. Is there a possibility we might even know a little bit about Mac stock? I think we could tease that. Or not yet. But where can people find you? Mm. Yeah. I cannot yet. As much as much as it's eating me up inside to not say what I know so far, I have to sign I have to sign this little thing called a contract to confirm to confirm and and I need them to send it to me. So no, I cannot I cannot share any information yet. But as soon as I have something to share, I'll happily come back on the show again and share it with you all. Uh, in the meantime, to whatever that announcement is, whatever that announcement might be, it 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 is very likely going to be. I'll just say mid July. All right, mid July. Seems like a given. Block out, block out the entire, the entire center portion of July, and you'll be safe. How about that? Is this the tenth year now? Is the ninth? It is the tenth year, but the eighth Mac stock. Thank you, COVID. COVID. Yeah. 
So this would have been this would have been our our tenth year. It would have been tenth anniversary, but it's still yeah. the tenth anniversary. Yeah. Tenth anniversary. You, you still had ten years ago. You had your you had your. Uh, uh, Here here's the great part about that. We can celebrate the tenth anniversary for three years. This is true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like this plan. Tenth anniversary, good. and then you know we work ourselves up to max doc ten. So there you, there you go. go. Well, where where can people find you? In the meantime, you can find me at 4MacEyesOnly.com or on YouTube, youtube.com slash FMEOTV. Or you can, of course, go to max.conferenceandexpo.com and sign up for our newsletter. And you too can find out as soon as I am able to share news about MacStock 8. And it's going to be within a week. It's going to be within a week. You can sign up for the newsletter and you'll be one of the first to find out everything you need to know about MacStock 8. But you can also find me on Mastodon, tooting.ninja slash app for Mac guys only or tooting.ninja slash at MacStock Expo. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Mike. And Ben Rathick, thank you for being here. And we appreciate it as always and your insights. Where can people find you? Uh, well, Dave, you can find me at Ben Rathick on social media. Uh, you can also find me on my website, raythig.tech. On Tuesday nights, you can find me on uh, Mac Voices Live with Mr. Chuck Joyner. And Thursday and Friday, you can find me on the Big and Mac shows on the British Tech Network. Thank you so much. Last but certainly not least, Jeff Gammon. I'm so glad you were able to make it. Where can people find you? Well, thank you for letting me join in, even though I was a little bit late. Um, it's always always a treat to get to hang out with you and 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 ben and mike and okay so where where can you find me social media i'm jay gamut and i'm active well that's where that's my handle everywhere uh active right now on mastodon instagram and uh and threads then for um uh, podcasts tuesdays chuck joiners mac voices live then here Thursdays with you, Dave. So thank you for that. In touch with iOS. Then on the British Tech Network, Thursdays for the Mac show, Fridays for the big show. Brian Chaffin and I are doing the context machine. Also this week, Charlotte Henry had me on the edition to talk about mm. Vision Pro. And, uh, and that was a lot of fun. Nice. Check that out. And it is the ba- the big show is on Thursday and the Mac show is on did I do it backwards again? <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm trying to correct just, you. <laughs> I, I should just change the shows. Yeah, we should. And yeah, anyway. I mean, who would stop me? That's true. Uh, well, you thanks would. for being. Yeah, you and would. <laughs> thanks for being here. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening. We really appreciate it, and we enjoyed doing the show. And I'm glad you're listening. And for uh, until next time, we'll talk again soon.